is up, Fantasy Fam, coming at you from day number 572 of the quarantine. Uh, uh, I'm just kidding. I think we're at day 40-something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think we're at day 45. It feels uh, like forever. But yet, but yet, time is going by. It feels like time is going by so fast. Like, I can't believe it's almost... I know it's, it's May. It's like a multi-universe thing where it's like you do feel like wow, time is going by so fast. But at the same time, I feel like we've been in like late March, early April for like six months. So I'm it's it's a little unnerving. Um, but we are safe. We are healthy. Um, we're hoping for the best. What's going you, on out there? You could even have it. You could even have COVID nineteen and not even the know. More, the more I read, it's like there's and so it, many. Everyone has it. That's my. That's, that's what I'm believing. Is everyone has it? There's like articles out there that it's like, you know, even if it stops now in, in May, there's a chance that, you know, by October we're ramping back up again or that by October, you know, people get it, but it's more like a seasonal flu kind of thing. And we kind of, we don't know. It. We, we just have no really idea. Well, I now have officially have my own mask, which is awesome. Ooh. I have my own, I have a nice black cloth mask. Um, oh, very nice. We have surgical. We're going to put a coffee filter in it too because it's a second layer of protection inside. Coffee filter Ooh, and then mask. I have so many coffee filters right now and I was about to throw them away. But they're the, they're the circle ones because of my coffee maker right. that we got for the wedding, it has that fancy, you know, the flat. I have, I have a Chemex. I have a Chemex coffee, fil- uh, coffee machine. So I, I have know, specific I filters and I, I yes, emailed them. I ordered them from William Sonoma the other day, and look, I'm not that person. You're just I'm, you're getting way too fancy, William Sonoma. <laughs> oh, I had to. No one else had them. So, and, if course, any of you have, and if they're any, probably overpriced. If any of you have a Chemex, um, you need a special filter for them. So I, I ordered the special filters. The shipping was more than the filters, and oh I'm like, you know what? Oh I need them. I have so much coffee here. I need them. Let's just get them. They charge me eight dollars for shipping. Oh my god, on coffee filters, and, they weigh like nothing. Then, and then they just emailed me like, yeah, your shipping's been delayed. So you'll probably get it like May 1st. I was like, so you're telling me it's going to take three weeks, but you charge me $8 for my shipping. Is, I was like, is, is everybody to, getting coffee filters right now? I'm not trying to be that person. I know we're in a pandemic and I know there are people out there who want things, but you charge me $8 for $7 coffee filters. Oh God. And they're going to take three weeks to get here. So I sent them a very... It'll be cheap. It'll be cheaper for you to like drive to a warehouse of William Sonoma. I'm just <laughs> like, hey, I'm here. I'm like I'm, uh, I'm astounded by it, but whatever. I can only use whatever. I can't use any other coffee filters. I want my own coffee. I'm sick of using Keurig. So, <laughs> bougie, bougie over here. So he's anyway, from Jer- he's from Jersey, everyone. <laughs> Northern Jersey. <laughs> the episode. But this is an ex- but this yep. is an exciting week, though. I mean, this is like the one thing we have to look forward to. It is literally all the sports only- are going to get canceled. Probably, <laughs> it's the only new thing to look forward to. I'm sick of watching 2012. I was watching the 20. 20- 11 or 2012 NHL Stanley Cup the other night. Um, I'm not even watching repeats of sports. I'm not. It's too depressing. It's too depressing. I can't watch it. This will be the only new thing in our lives. The NFL draft coming at you uh, was supposed to be in Las Vegas uh, this Thursday, Friday, Saturday. virtual draft. But now it's going to be a virtual draft, the first one ever. And I think what they're going to see is, wow, this is amazing. Uh, they're going to love every second of it. And they're never going to go back to an inverse draft ever I again. Saw, I saw somebody post. They were like, if the NFL is smart, they will have a booing, ch- a booing chant come on when Goodell first loads his NFL draft. Oh, just, they better. They have to. It. Yeah, feed into it. You know, the fans always boo you. Just feed into it and, you know, steer into Whether the they like you or not, it's, it's, right. it's tradition. <laughs> steer into the skin. But I'm hoping it goes well. It's something interesting. We're all kind of looking forward to it. I, and it's 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 upsetting too because we're about to break down not necessarily break down but we're going to discuss players where we think they should go and whatnot but this is such a talented draft that it is 
oh my god it's like eating us alive that we we couldn't see like more like there's no pro days there's no right. interviews that are happening in per like it's just it's the just rumors are the, the rumors are nothing because we have no idea they're saying this could be one of the most peculiar drafts of all time um where certain players go and all that but for our purposes for fantasy purposes it's a great draft because it's it's so loaded at the offensive positions. Oh, I can't uh, wait. Defense, they have, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of good defensive players, but for There's the most... There's a bunch of solid defensive players that could definitely... But this is more of a... This is definitely more of an offensive class, oh, whether yes. it's offensive tackle, you have top four offensive tackles that are really great talents. You got four or five that, that are easily going really? in the first round. Oh, there's going to be more than that going in the first round, but in terms of, like, there are four that could, could go in the top 10, top 11. If, um, if there wasn't such other talent at right. quarterback or... Like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, we're going to break down the, each of the positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We are not going to touch tight end because there is absolutely no one to talk about uh, besides Cole Komet. Um, but other than that, it's, it's just the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, which are stacked to the rim with talent. I can't will, wait. Will it, you know, work into the NFL? We really don't know. That's the thing. Is I just can't wait to watch them play in 2021. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I am excited. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm excited for them to, to play whenever they play again. To have um, two years to practice with the team yeah. before they actually well, step gonna, foot on the field. They're not going to be practicing with the team. <laughs> or virtu- uh, virtually virtual practice. Maybe, they'll, maybe what they'll do is they'll, they'll send every player on the team like a huge like blow-up like projection, yeah. like and you can right. put in your backyard or something, and you're going to practice with your team, but like all, it's going to be like virtual practice. Everyone's going to get wrestling dummies to hit. And, uh, that, <laughs> to stamp block. it. Stamp yeah. it. That's, that's my patent. TM. But what's, what's, what we were talking about before we came on is the fact that we look back at the 2010 through 2019 drafts, and some of the drafts were so stacked with talent. But you couldn't really, you couldn't really tell until five-plus years later for some of them because after one year, two years of some of these players, they look like busts. And then all of a sudden they change teams or they finally have a spot open up in front of them, and all of a sudden they are a top perennial talent. Um, so it is fun to kind of go back through those drafts and see who was a bust, who ended up being great, some of the better draft classes, some of the worst ones. Um, so found that very interesting. We're not going to get into that though, because no, because we could too be many. Here. Yeah, we, we could be here all day, months, and we have so much to do. So <laughs> we might as yes, well. My, you know. my schedule's packed. I don't know about. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't know about you. You know, I've been uh, on a virtual happy hour. I feel like almost every other day though. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Which is probably more you, more. you probably drink more now than you have in actual happy hours. That is over the past. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no driving involved. Because it's easy. Yeah, you can just walk <laughs> to your fridge. But then again, then on the other hand, it's too easy. So you're like, oh, yeah, should I? I don't, should I don't want, want another beer. Yeah. <laughs> Fall asleep just at the computer chair. All right, we gotta we gotta send John home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John. All right, we're gonna. He needs to exit out of the Zoom, so we're just gonna <laughs> kick him out. <laughs> You've seen. I've seen some very interesting Zoom uh, mm-hmm. fails. Some people who have left their cameras on, their speakers, their their microphones on. It's Oh God! Hysterical! How I can much, only imagine what that uh, it's got entails. But anyway, so now we move on to the to the actual reason we're here to discuss the 2020 NFL draft taking place this Thursday. <laughs> yeah! Wow! Nice! Nice! Thank you. Um, so quarterback positions where we'll start. We'll start with the top <clears throat> the top six or seven. Um, the most important ones for fantasy purposes could potentially be the top four, but you never know. Uh, come next year, that might be a very different scenario. So start at the top. This one really doesn't need much introduction. Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow is going to be drafted number one overall. Um, by this, no matter who it is, he's going to be number one overall. That that is that is correct. I mean, <laughs> if Cincinnati decides to throw an epic fail in there and trade the pick 
They'd have to get – they would literally get an overhaul, though, for this pick. I mean, you're looking at teams like – potentially, obviously, like, like the Dolphins. I mean, the Dolphins have the ammunition to trade up to get Joe Burrow. Will they do it? They have a lot of holes to still fill, though. So Probably I don't think not exactly, exactly. I don't think it's a smart thing to do. But I, for all intents and purposes, Joe Burrow going to go number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals. It's a great fit. Next um, pick. He's an unbelievable <laughs> talent. Watching him this past year is probably the greatest football season for a quarterback in NCAA history. Um, from an efficiency standpoint, from a numbers standpoint, from a team standpoint, it was best incredible. best season ever by ever. a player in ever. college football. Yeah, ever. especially quarterback. I mean, I to, the, to this point, it could have been like Sam Bradford, uh, and he played for Oklahoma. It could have been. Um, I mean, you can name so a, many mean, quarterbacks. Yeah. So, like, look at even Jason White when he was back there. Jason White he crushed he it on the, as a Heisman. I mean, uh, yeah. look at Johnny Manziel, Tim Tebow. I mean, yeah. those years, they were amazing. But what Joe Burrow did, I mean, the yeah. guy threw 90 touchdowns and 7,000 <laughs> yards in 13, 14 games. I mean, it was yeah. just – and the thing yeah. is, so, and that's the thing that makes it look even better that I'm really hoping, and I absolutely love Ryan Leaf right now. I mean, I think he's a – fantastic human being he's done a he's he's yeah. overcome so talk much. about a turnaround i just hope that he's not another ryan leaf and my favorite joe marcus russell <laughs> well, that was work ethic oh my god i mean that just it was just this <laughs> poor size oh, wow. fatness work ethic just everything but <laughs> this is not going to happen to joe burrow joe burrow <laughs> seems like a fantastic human being he seems grateful humble knows where he comes from and i mean i think this is this is going to be great for him going to Cincinnati, coming home, you know, just being in Ohio. I think that that's, it, it, it's going to, he's going to bring up this city. He's going to bring it what it has been missing forever. And especially because, I mean, there's really Pete no Rose. reason to talk. There's really no since, reason to since talk Pete about. Pete Rose on the Reds. Which didn't end as <laughs> exactly, well. Exactly. Which didn't end that well, but I'm saying uh, we, before we knew what happened. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, Burrow going to Cincinnati. I mean, you're getting Jonah Williams back from their yes. first round pick last year on the offensive oh. line, which was one of the worst offensive lines. Um, you have Joe Mixon, AJ Green, Tyler Boyd. I mean, they've made some good additions on defense. He's no going tight end a, yet. Going into a scenario, thing, I think that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, young I coach know, and Zach Taylor. It's yeah. He's he like you said he has and he still has Gio Bernard too as like a compliment back. I mean, yeah, I think I think there's reason. good good things for the Bengals. Yeah. but we'll let's let's pump the brakes a little bit. Right. Um, so the next we can group them. I'm going to group them together. I'm not going to separate them out. I'm going to group them together because they could go three, four, five, six. And you don't know who's going to go first before, honestly. Right. They could, one of them could fall based on injury, which is Tua Tagovailoa, um, or Justin Herbert could fall because there's kind of, what is he capable of? What is his ceiling? Is Tua's ceiling higher? Is his ceiling higher? What's his floor look like? Um, so let's start with Tua. Okay. I, I absolutely love, I, th- I think Tua... He's another – honestly, if, if he didn't get hurt, I think he definitely would have been up there for the Heisman as well. Uh, I think he would have been one of the finalists, you know, in NYC. That injury scares the crap out of me. I hope it's a fluke. He's still – but the, the, the advantage he has with him is that he's still young. You know, his, his healing is going to be a lot better than someone like Bo Jackson when he got hurt, when he was playing, and that injury – I mean, it cost him his career, everything. Career, right. And it was literally like the silliest injury. <clears throat> so I am praying, but me, I'm not, I'm not drafting Tua. If I am putting all of my 
everything in this franchise quarterback, I'm, I'm not taking Tua at, at five or four. Or that's, Especially that, because forget the injury. It's the fact that he's also kind of small. And I'm not one of those people. He that is. He's tiny. It's not, I'm not one of those people. Like, I, I never thought, like, you know, oh, he's, he has to be big to be a good quarterback. That's not true. Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Kyler Murray. There's plenty of them. But it's also, like, he's actually kind of, like, just really small. He just looks <laughs> like, exactly like he's not, like, a like, buff dude. Like Yeah, like, he's small. He's got a hell of an arm. Where this injury could really, like, impact his frail frailerness, as opposed to if it was somebody like a Justin Herbert, who is just a big boy, or a Jacob Eason, um, just a big guy who can take a hit and not crumble, given their injury history. So I've been reading, I've been reading a lot of stuff or seeing some stuff about, about, but the Lions potentially maybe looking at quarterback. I mean, I don't know They'd why have to you trade Stafford. I don't exactly like you would have to do something with Stafford. I mean, Stafford, he's, he was injured <laughs> once. I think that was like, he, he doesn't really get injured. They'd have to, they would have, yeah. Stafford always had that target on his back. Like, oh, he's injured. He's injury prone. He he's wasn't really not exactly. He wasn't injury prone. Um, they'd have to trade Stafford to get back whatever they could for Matt Stafford, given his contract and given his, you know, you know, tread on his tires, but it's possible. I don't see it as a possibility. Um, but like they said, anything in this draft is completely possible after probably pick two. Exactly. But then again, it goes to, they did lose Darius Slay, who is by far one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. And I mean, why not, why not have two Ohio state guys in the top three picks? Two you very, know, very, very good defensive Very, players. very good, exactly. So they're probably going to yeah. take Jeff Okuda. You got Miami at five. Miami could try to trade up. I don't see – I don't see it. Because the Giants Giants aren't taking a quarterback. Um, Giants are going to field offers for that number four pick. Redskins aren't – oh, the, honestly, if I was the Giants, I would in a heartbeat trade. I would trade two spaces back because you got Miami, then you got Chargers after you. Then there you, could – Then you also got Carolina too who – There know, could be some – I think there's some even some some teams in the back of that that could potentially look to leapfrog. Look, Vegas has come out. The Raiders have come out and said, "Oh, you know, Carr is our quarterback for the future." And I just don't believe them. I think they could be looking to leapfrog to make that next big splash at quarterback. You don't believe them, or you don't believe Carr? <laughs> I don't believe either. I don't think I don't think Derek Carr is turning into a a franchise quarterback for the long haul, and I don't believe that they want him as their franchise quarterback. So it's possible they could leap up. I mean, Justin Herbert fits the mold for what John Gruden would absolutely. Oh my God, John Gruden <laughs> would absolutely love. Yep, like yep. a solid big boy, big, big quarterback. Passer, big yep. Who can? Who can? I mean, he's he's somewhat a little bit mobile. I mean, he's not obviously going to be running around like. Right. If he needs to get out of the pocket, okay, he will. But six six two. 240, whatever this, I mean. He's big. Oh, like big Ben size. Give me, give me a quarterback that is 6'6". Yeah, so I, Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert, I like more than Tua. Yes, um, like not because of his talent. Too. I actually, in terms of ceiling, uh, like Tua much more. I think Tua I guess, has, yeah, I can see that. I think Tua has the capabilities of being a very good quarterback at the next level. Speaking from a fantasy perspective, I think Justin Herbert's the better fantasy asset here. Um, I just I don't yes. see Tua being a fantasy rel- a fully fantasy relevant player at the next level. Um, while while Herbert could be a you know four thousand yards thirty touchdown type of guy. Um, so those two I kind of group together for a good reason because I don't know where either of them are going to go and they probably both will go in that like four to ten range. Well, it's going to happen with but, the Chargers and the Dolphins. I mean, the Chargers. Let's let's be real. But Tyron maybe, Taylor, he seems like a great guy. He's not the quarterback. I, <laughs> I just, I just look at both of those teams and say, 
do they want to take the risk on two quarterbacks they really just don't know are worthy of those picks when they can go Isaiah Simmons, they can go Derek Brown, they can go offensive tackle, Andrew Thomas and, or Tristan Wirfs. I, I agree. I, mean, I totally agree with you. But then here's the other thing. It's like, so Miami has, they have a hundred picks this draft. Three first round picks. I mean, and then two for second rounds. They, they have a field day. They have 13 <laughs> total picks. Yeah. That is ridiculous. That doesn't happen. If you're sitting there, though, and you're at five and you're Miami, no, no trades, nothing has happened, no quarterback is out, who are you taking? Are you taking Tua or are you taking Herbert? If they have the pick, I think, I mean, I, I think Brian Flores goes Tua. I, right? I really think he's actually going to take Tua, too. And then you look I, at – If they go quarterback. And then Chargers, next pick, like you said. But if – okay, so then if they don't take him, if they don't take Herbert at six, he's going to keep falling – Right, because there's not many there's not many out there. So let's say let's say the Raiders Raiders have the twelfth pick. They don't go like they. You know what I mean? Like, are they they could potentially go quarterback, but then they need a wide receiver. But that's the specialty of the draft. Is like people all they do is see these mock drafts. They listen to these experts, and they say, "Oh well, th this team is quarterback needy. They're gonna take them." Well, what happened to Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers he was supposed he could have been drafted or supposed to be drafted number one overall and fell to the twenties. It's because all those teams along the way say, you know what, I'm going to load up on other talent, let him fall, and if he's there, we'll trade up, we'll, we'll take him. That's A team like Miami might say, you know what, we're going to take a player like an Isaiah Simmons, and we're going to take – if he falls to us there, we're going to take him, and then we're going to hope that maybe a quarterback falls to us in the 20s, and if they don't, maybe if Jordan Love is available at pick number 18, you know what, we're going to trade up, we're going to take Jordan Love. Or even take a chance on like a – That's what I believe in. As a yeah. – as, as somebody who looks at these players and these numbers and, these, and the, how they fit and everything, just because you have an opening at the position and you need a quarterback doesn't mean that just because an expert tells you, hey, a quarterback should be taken there, they're great. You know, no. I mean, I, Isaiah Simmons is a, is a potentially generational type of talent. I was going to say exactly. Sometimes you have I mean, to. I, and, I, James, and I agree with you on that. Jamal Adams, Jerwin James, players you know, with great caliber that change defenses – that make it easier for the quarterbacks. So if you can get a player like that, can maybe you, oh my god, can you imagine if the Chargers got Isaiah Simmons? I mean they have Bosa, Simmons, Derwin James. That's that's and if they keep Desmond those are your levels. If they keep <laughs> if they keep Desmond King. Oh uh, my um, god. So yeah, that's what that's what? the way I approach the draft for teams that are quarterback needy is like if like Joe Burrow is the consensus best player in this draft. Well, maybe not consensus. Chase Young is, but my point Either is or. That, yeah. My point is that he fills the need. He's there when they need to pick. I see no reason why they don't take him there. But as you get down, are we not grasping at straws where it's like we think they're the top number five overall player in this draft, but maybe just you're thinking that because the team needs a quarterback. So I, I'm interested to see where the quarterbacks go. If they fall, if they, you know, go earlier than we think, who knows where they go. True, true. But and then, like you said, you know, wait on. I mean, if Jordan Love is available, I mean, yeah, the guy. Yeah, that was my next. Our next, State, but it's right. like our next one, uh, Jordan Love. He is more of a project. Another big boy. Another big boy. Oh, big boy. Six but, four, two twenty four. At least what I'm reading on this one site. But I mean, it's 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 around there. I've I've read plenty of um, takes from scouts where they say he might have the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft where if he gets the right coaching staff, he has the capabilities to be the best quarterback taken out of the, uh, the 2020 draft. Wow. Hmm? 
Utah State too, kind of crazy. I mean, you you really never know. I mean, look at quarterbacks Big ben. come from anywhere. Big Ben came from Miami of Ohio. Carson uh, Wentz I mean, from North Dakota State, which right? Is, well, North Dakota a. State <laughs> should be. I mean, in the in the in the FC, you know. Well, they're FBS. They're they're FCS team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, they just destroy everyone. But them in them in uh Wisconsin Whitewater, right? I don't I don't know, but it's it's literally been North Dakota State. And I, yeah, I just know their quarterback didn't throw an interception last year. I'll take maybe until the final. He was a freshman. <laughs> he was a freshman. Absolutely dominated. Um, anyway, yeah, he's a big boy, Jordan Love. I, I don't. I you you really you don't you do not know, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, this guy he's got a big arm. He can make the downfield passes, but he played he played in Utah State, you know, and that's. I mean, he's, it's like saying the Jimmy, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo theory. It's the Eastern Illinois, the Tony Romo, Eastern Illinois. It's the, who do they play against? Are they capable of, uh, of being that type of quarterback at the next level with steep, you know, a much better competition. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a question mark, but Carson Wentz has shown that he's pretty damn good. I mean, the injury history is his biggest downfall, but at the next level, he's turned into a really good quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's a serviceable quarterback. He's a, you know, a, you know, an Alex Smith in my mind kind of type of player. Um, game manager. So it's possible. I mean, I like Jordan Love, but I don't think they're projecting him to be that. I think they're projecting him to be a star. If he if he has the capabilities to, I don't think they're looking at him as like a, you know, transition to the NFL as a as a game manager type of quarterback. I think he they're looking at him and saying he could be a really, really good quarterback in the next level. I mean, I'm seeing one mock, like uh, this is a crazy mock. I mean, but the the Colts trade up and they and they draft him. I think the Patriots trade up and draft him. Do you think they do you think they go for him? Do you think they go for I, Jacob Eason? I think they trade up for for him. I think he fits into that. Kind of similar, kind of similar players though between Jacob yeah. Eason and like Jordan. <laughs> I mean, big guys, yeah, big arms. Yep. You know, make some mistakes a little bit throwing downfield. I mean, and that's that's what that's what you kind of want. And that's and that's the thing though, especially for the Patriots, if they are, they are gonna go quarterback. It's just a matter of who does Belichick like, what kind of guy is gonna fit that system. Because shit, they could wait. They could wait for Jalen Hurts. That's what I was just about Jake, to say. Jake Fromm. I'm a my, big fan of Jake Fromm. They could wait for someone like him. Fan of Jalen Hurts. Hurts is my favorite quarterback. Not ranked in the top five of most people's quarterback rankings coming out. Um, high power offense. Uh, played at two the two best schools for the most part in, in the country uh, when it comes to college football. He played for both of them in Alabama and Oklahoma, and he succeeded at both of them. Yeah, so I, I think he has the capabilities to be a pretty good quarterback at the next level, and I think he might fit that Lamar Jackson type of uh, pick where it's like the Baltimore Ravens jumped back into that first round at pick, what, 32, right? The last pick of the first round? To take, yes, exactly. To yep. take him just so they get that fifth-year option out of him because, why? you know, with a quarterback, you don't have to pay him as much. So I think he has the capabilities of going at that late uh, last pick of the first round just like potentially Jacob Eason, Jacob Fromm, uh, any of them. So, uh, so that's the quarterback position. He's probably the one that I'm actually very interested uh, and, fr- and from though too. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Frum's people aren't looking, he's a game manager. He played at Georgia and the yeah. guy only lost, I think he only lost one or two games. Yeah. That's he's, it. He's a game manager. He dominated. Sometimes we get phone calls, you know, someone's calling right now about it. This pick. must happen at least. This must happen I at mean, least. It's, it's, you know, I don't know why I don't think fucking picks and, and this pick. Who's the pick? Who's Who's in? What is it? <laughs> <laughs> and it's in. Huh? <laughs> that was perfect timing, actually. Uh, it really was. Oh, my God, uh. I got picked. Oh <laughs> so I'm, I'm interested to see where Jake Fromm goes. Um, I yeah. think that this kid, he's got size. He's a game manager. He played at Georgia. And he actually did 
very well. Mm-hmm. Playing against Alabama, LSU's, you know, your flaw, like tough teams. So I want to see where he goes. And I am actually very interested to see where Jalen Hurts goes. Yeah. Because some of these guys could step in. Joe Burrow's going to step in and start. Justin Herbert, Tua, they're going to step in. And they're going to start. Chances are they're going to be the if starter. They're, if they're healthy. If Exactly, exactly. Well, that's a Tua, exactly. But, well, Tua's yeah. apparently saying he's 100% healthy. So, well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We'll I'm, see, but I'm excited to see where the quarterbacks go. I wouldn't be surprised if five were drafted in the first round. Yeah, possible. Like you said, with that fifth-year option, I think that that changes up the strategy a little bit. Certain position that might not be drafted in the first round, just like every year for the most part. We've had we've seen some outliers, the Saquon Barkleys of the world, Leonard Fournette. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, but for the most part, what we've seen over the past eight to ten years is that running backs really don't go in the first round uh, very often. So we have a draft class of really talented running backs, though. That's what makes this amazing. Is that this just shows very talented? How good the offensive players and the offensive line is in this draft for running backs to actually potentially fall out of the first round altogether. Um, so the consensus number one is kind of, I don't think it's consensus. I think it's more of a projected number one, two is going to be uh, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia and then Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin. It's, they're not, it's not terrible. Like it's, it's not one, a one B in my opinion. Ex- exactly. I mean, there's, like you said, there's so many solid running backs, none, maybe technically, you know, first they're round, fringe. They're fringe first round. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Jonathan Taylor got taken, you know, the last three picks right. of the first right. round. Even They're DeAndre pick, Swift. Yeah, 26 to, like, maybe, like, the first four picks of the second round is where I see them, the first one going off the board. Whoever it is. It could be both of them. It could be one of them. But one of them, I believe, is going to be the first running back off the board, somewhere between 26 and 34, 36, somewhere like that. I mean, I've seen some mocks where DeAndre Swift is going – they have him projected going Miami. ahead of yeah, Jonathan Miami. Taylor. You know? I – who, do you, I get who, would you, who would you take if you were taking a running back and you either had – obviously you had this, the pick of all of them. Who are you, who are you taking? Well, the, it depends what my backfield looks like because I actually went down the list of all the teams in the NFL who need running backs, and it's not very big. <laughs> There's maybe well, like five teams in the NFL that need a running back. If, maybe, you're, if you're looking at – if you're looking at – Just starting so like So like the Broncos. Naturally, they don't need one, right. but they're, <laughs> they're doing a timeshare. You know what I mean? Like, so like right. – like, um, out of these players, my favorite is the Georgia running backs because what has it proven in the past however many years is Nick Chubb. Todd Gurley. Todd, Todd Gurley. Okay, without, his, without his injury. Let's leave Sonny Michelle <laughs> out of this. I don't want to talk about that. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. He's still doing his rookie year. I mean, he's we still – we just don't know the Patriots. Whatever but what is. I like about it is the fact that he's a typical Georgia back. Yep. Okay? He's averaging 6. 6.5, 6.6 yards per carry. He's not used in the passing game, but my favorite thing about everything I read about him is he's not really used in the passing game, but he's damn good at it. So when you can't want to pass to him, he's good at it. And guess what? When they threw the ball to running backs that they said weren't pass catchers in the NFL, I mean, pass catchers in college, Leonard Fournette, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb, they caught the ball. They caught the ball at a really high clip too. 30, easy Hill Elliott, 35 in their first, 35 receptions the first year. You're talking about Leonard Fournette, who went with like 70 or 65 receptions last year. Todd um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, who two, a year ago, not last year, the year before that, had 65, 70 receptions as a running back. So I like that capability because I think he's going to be a better pass-catching back than Jonathan Taylor. I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to be a pass-catching back for the most part. Um, but he is a, just a brute. Um, Jonathan Taylor is a just, just a great running back. 
I mean, a between the tackles. He's a Wisconsin oh, running back. That's exactly what he is. Like he is wishbone running back. He is the atypical <laughs> running back. Like, I mean, that's that's what Wisconsin does. They just they breed running backs and yeah. linemen, linemen and running backs. Yeah, I. If, but if I'm starting my franchise based on the type of running back I want, it's DeAndre Swift. Wow, at five eight. At five eight, yeah. guy can't even get a cereal on the top yeah. box. <laughs> He's going to the store. <laughs> tell Austin Eckler about that. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Running back, yes, running that back is, position. That running is back true. Position, need to be bigger than that. Yes, it is a good thing to be a six foot, six foot one running back because you can see above. They're all tiny. But who cares? All of these running backs, though, no, none of them's taller than right. Five they're none. Men. Right. They're none of them are big. I'm um, taller than every single one of them, but they could all <laughs> kick my ass probably. But. That's besides the point. But, yeah, that's DeAndre Swift. I like that. I like that. I mean, I could see him going. Honestly, Miami's definitely a team that needs a running back. But, yeah, I, I, mean, I agree. But I don't think they're going to reach on one. I don't think they're no, willing. No, no, they don't, they don't need of, to. They won't need to. Because their they're, they're first three picks, I mean, they're, they're definitely going to go quarterback. Uh, then they're probably going to go an offensive lineman, you know, later on. And then chances are with their middle pick, they're probably going to go with who's, yeah. who's the – I feel like who's the best available. Offensive tackle is where I think they go. They they loaded up on defense. I mean, loaded up on defense. They need offensive tackle. They yep. need offensive line. Like they just offensive line. They just need a lot. But they are a team that is building so perfectly. Um, the way they got rid of certain talent. Brian Flores. It seems that people want to play for Brian. But we're just going on a tangent here. But it seems like people want to play for Brian Brian Flores. It's people are so, Byron Jones going down there. Kyle Van Noy from New England. Um, who else did they sign? Well, Byron also got paid, and the Cowboys weren't going to pay him. So it doesn't matter. The, the Dolphins had the cap space, and they also wanted to play. He wanted to play there. He didn't pick the Jets. He could have gone to the Jets. Who they wanted wants him. to play for the Jets? No, it's not that who wants to play for the Jets. <laughs> who wants to play for Adam Gaze? Adam, Adam Gaze. <sighs> yeah, it's no, ridiculous. Whatever. Anyway, um, so after after the top two, you see a kind of a mishmash of the four in between. Someone, ha- everyone has their own different ranking for the next four. For the they're, most, they're part. all very similar. I feel like they're all very similar. Somewhat, two of them stand out to me the yep. best. Um, and we've gone through this before. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Helaire is a top running back for me. I think he is just if you watch his game tape, just he is. It's a real name. That's not a made-up name by Key and Peel. So C H Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Just, just want to throw that out there. Phenomenal name. Great name. It's not a waxen flaxen, you know, or Wallace. So it is a real name. He is a real person, and he is a really, really good running back. And he's tiny. He's even tinier than DeAndre. He's five seven. He's so elusive, though. He's so elusive. He runs. Oh my God. He like he's so good. I love watching him. Oh yeah, his cuts are quick. Like he is. He looks at, I mean, Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette is a bruiser. He is not, he's not going to juke you to, you know, he's not, he's not that kind of running back. He doesn't need to. I mean, Darius Geis, he was, he was that elusive. Like, I, like yeah. I feel like he's, he's definitely more elusive and, and finds the holes quicker yeah. than the Geis and Fournette did when he was, when they were at LSU. Correct. It's a different running back, different type of running back, um, but a really good one. You think um, he's so the next? Like, you think he could potentially be next off the board? My next. He's my next. But if you're looking at from an NFL scout perspective, I think they see Cam Akers as the highest. Cam, not highest. Cam Akers is everywhere. Oh yeah. Ceiling. The ceiling on him is pretty high. People have like they say, well, he's going to be a boomer bust kind of prospect, which I kind of believe. Um, so I'm going to say Edward Tiller, Cam Akers could battle for that number three spot. But then my personal favorite is Zach Moss. Yep. Um, I loved Utah this past year. Um, they were a nice dominated. 
nice feel good story yeah, until oh, they yeah. until they weren't, until and they were. I was disappointed. <laughs> yeah, until they weren't. Until they weren't. Um, yeah. They were a great feel good story. But Zach Moss, wow! If you have not watched Zach Moss's game tape, please watch it. He's a, he's, um, he's electric. He really awesome. is. He awesome, really awesome, is awesome. awesome. Um, faster than you think. He doesn't look like he's going to be that fast, but he is faster than you think. Game More speed. Than you think. He's game got speed. incredible game yeah. speed. Yeah, my favorite running backs, if I'm going through, actually, you know, just an FYI, I'm going through player profiles right now. I'm doing, I'm, you know, projecting out. I'm getting whole player profiles for every player in the NFL. It's taking me forever, but thankfully I have nothing going on. Um, so what I've noticed out of the top eight running backs in, the, in fantasy is that like six out of the eight have a 4.5 to like 4.6 40-yard dash speed. I don't care. Don't, I don't need You know that. what I mean? Like, they're not fast. We're not talking 4.35. We're not talking 4.41. A lot of them have 4.5, 4.55, 4.6. So I just need game speed. I need someone like Le'Veon Bell who sees the play develop in front of him. Not on the Jets, and, of course. Oh, shut up. And then, <laughs> and then reacts accordingly. You know, you watch those old school Steelers um, tapes of Le'Veon Bell where he waits for the play to develop and then finds the seam and hits it. And his, that's what you want out of your running back. His patience is right. Not a absolute, four point oh four guy. My God, but, it's absolutely unreal. But his game speed is fast because he he waits for the play to develop and then hits it. So that's what you're seeing out of somebody like Zach Moss, who I really like. Uh, and then there's J.K. Dobbins out of Ohio State, uh, and I can't. Another remember. bruiser. Honestly, I, th- yeah. I feel like a team is going to get a steal in him. Potentially. The guy, guy's an absolute stud. I mean, he, he had better years at Ohio State than Eddie George, um, Zeke. Uh, those, I mean, those are basically the, the, the next best two yeah. to come out of Ohio State. And J.K. Dobbins beat both of them with stats and everything like that. And the Big Ten was pretty tough this year, too. So, and he dominated a lot of teams that he played. A lot yeah. of teams, including so, my, 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 my Michigan, Michigan boys. But <laughs> and that's neither here nor there. So but I, the think JK, I think Dobbins is going to – I mean – Third, third day, third round. Uh, well, third round is day two. Um, but oh yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but potentially, I see. Yeah, I see him as that third round potential running back, uh, late third. Um, he could even come in the late second. You know, you, yeah. never, you never know. I really don't. I really don't know. Anything is possible in any draft here, but especially this one where there was no pro days, there was no you know face to face scouting, there was no anything. Uh, it's very difficult. So there's going to be a lot of you know, toss ups. A lot of watching YouTube highlights of these guys <laughs> in the in the uh, in the tr- in the draft rooms. <laughs> great thing there's technology out there, and then some. There's some great websites of just some fantastic game tape uh, for the last four years or two to four years for these players. So that is something to go off of, and it's worthwhile to take a look at. Um, so we move on to the wide receiver position, our last major position because tight ends were irrelevant. Wide receiver position is the greatest prospect wise i've ever seen it's on it's unreal i mean and that includes includes 2014 where we saw a truly fantastic wide receiver core um with you know mike evans sammy watkins Odell beckham jr Jarvis landry um but this year i mean damn (laughs) it's unreal i mean there could be five there potentially i think there's talent to be if there wasn't other players there could be like six or seven wide receivers in the first round oh yeah easily Mm mm-hmm it's absolutely unreal. And, and the thing about it, though, is that it's, it's needs, what trades are going to happen. Because, you, you know, you, you got someone like Henry Ruggs, but he's yeah. not, not going to be your big guy. He's going to be your speedster that he, who's going across the middle of the field. But then you got someone like Jerry Judy, 6'1". 
do you, do you want someone like that? Do you want Justin Jefferson? Do you want CeeDee Lamb? So it's, oh my God, I, I cannot wait. I can't wait. Where do you think the first one's going to go? But then again, that all depends. It depends on how the draft fall, falls. I think someone, I think somebody like Denver's trying to trade up into that eight to 10, eight to 11 range, um, especially because they see the Jets, they see the Raiders uh, as potential uh, players for, you know, someone like Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, Henry Ruggs. Um, so first one we'll talk about though is Jerry Judy. Um, this is another one like the Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift's uh, case scenario where it's kind of a 1A, 1B, Jerry, Judy, CeeDee Lamb. Both of them are seen as, you know, top perennial uh, at their position. And I like them both the same. I think they both have this, the opportunity to succeed in whatever offense they go to. But it does matter in a way where they go, I think. I don't know if you would disagree. No, no, I definitely, I definitely agree. So, like, okay, so let's, let's look at um... – <clears throat> Sorry, when you click on these sites, sometimes you know what I mean. They they so, start playing music. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah, you gotta turn it off quick. I don't I don't want to do that. But uh, exactly. So like, if if the Raiders take a wide receiver or like the Jets, I mean, the Jets, I'm I'm gonna be more inclined to probably look at that guy actually because he's gonna be the guy. <coughs> I mean, they have they have obvious. Uh, Robbie Anderson's gone. You got yeah. Jameson. You got Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder and Brushon Perryman. Which which Jameson uh, Crowder? Which yeah. <laughs> You got Jameson Crowder. Potentially. That's it. So I'm going to be more likely inclined to look at that. But then you also like, okay, let's say Jerry Judy goes to them. Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb goes to Oakland. <coughs> Oakland, I think Oakland, if they draft a wide receiver and they don't even look at quarterback and they take another year for Derek Carr, I'm, I'm okay. I mean, that, that could be a scary, scary receiving core with Hunter Renfro, Tyrell Williams still, um, and then take your pick of one of these rookie wide receivers. And I, I mean, I, I'm, we'll, we'll project at the end of the show, you know, where we think some of these guys are going to go just based on our own speculations and our own hopes. But like, I, I do think that if somebody like Jerry Judy went to the Jets, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's just extremely quick. I mean, a guy where if he gets in the open field, you cannot bring him down. Um, you know, a six foot one, 195, 200 pound guy, um, he has 4.4, 4.45 type 40 speed. I mean, he has just really good explosiveness, really good acceleration. Um, I think if he goes to the Jets, people are going to say, well, you know, no, not a great place for landing. But if you look at Jamison Crowder, Jamison Crowder got peppered with targets. Whether With Sam Darnold in there, with, with Luke, Luke Falk, oh. or whoever oh. the hell was in there. Jamison Crowder finished the year with 100, what, 115, I think, targets, 100 and whatever it was, 20 targets. So... I think he fills in that role and says, you know, I could get a hundred targets my rookie year and catch 60 of them. Like, I think it's completely possible. So it does matter in the landing spot, but we're talking about two wide receivers, especially that, I mean, their ceiling is, their ceiling and their floor are quite high. Exactly. CeeDee Lamb, great hands. I mean, I just, I see both of them being top-notch receivers at the next level. And that's the thing. And that's the thing that I'm reading about. Um, Someone like, like Judy though, too. I mean, he, he dropped a couple <laughs> balls here and there, but like you're still get you're still getting an insane talent. I mean, you, you're talking two Alabama wide receivers that could go back to back. Yeah. In this in this draft, and, and then you got and then you got a team like the Niners, who I'm reading a lot are potentially looking at a wide receiver. I mean, they lost Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I think they're a top. I think they can move up for one. Honestly, they have 
no other receivers really besides Debo Samuel right now. Oh, George like. Kittle. George Kittle's a wide receiver. Well, <laughs> yes, but you can get fantasy points at tight end for him. Yes. But imagine if they draft someone like a Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I oh, mean, my God. But is Jimmy G fit to work with somebody like Henry Ruggs? Well, that's the thing. Exactly. I mean, you'd have to, you would have to figure out a game plan. I don't in see that. In order one. to get them involved. But then I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm looking at like two or three different mocks right now, and all, they all say Henry Ruggs to the Niners. I don't get that one personally, but it's I, I think they're I think they are in that order. I think it's Jerry Judy is a little bit more of a polished receiver, um, then C D Lamb, and then Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs has the chance to be the best of the bunch, but I think he needs the most work out of the bunch. Um, but you're talking about a guy who is just blazing fast. Um in Henry Ruggs. What do you four four point four point two seven forty yard dash? Speed kills. Uh, it does. Look at Deshaun Jackson. The guy doesn't do anything but run downfield. He's probably thing, never taken a big hit. But the thing about Ruggs is, though, is that, like, is he more than, like, is he more than that? Is he more than Corderell Patterson? Ooh. Ooh. Is he? Because Corderell Patterson went this that area of the first round. I mean, that, like, 24, no, like, that, like, 16 to 24 range. Like, I think Henry Ruggs could be that one-dimensional player that gets exploited and says, you know what, we wasted our – John Ross. To Tavon yeah. Austin. Yeah, Tavon Austin. I mean, granted, we're all talking different size and shapes here. I mean, but still, though, there is that one-dimensional, like you said, exactly. Speed receiver who didn't produce a ton in college. But Cordero's a big um, – isn't he tall, though? Yeah, but it's still the speed receiver right now. It's, <laughs> I mean, there, there is Hayward Bay. Um, oh, God. One-dimensional players kind of that didn't have ultra success in college or proof that they have great hands, great, you know, route-running ability. Um, I mean, I just think it's more of like a – is this just a, you know, a, a guy who's going to run bubble screens and slants? Um, you know, he's not a one-dimensional player. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's my favorite wide receiver. That is, I guess, I think it's the next guy we're going to talk about, right? I, I watched. Honestly, I I'd watched, probably take him actually over the other, except maybe CeeDee Lamb or. I, I literally <laughs> watched him. So they had it, they put it on Twitter, I think yesterday or today. They zoomed in on his feet against one of the defenders and he cuts three times. And by the time he slants to the left, the defender is completely right. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it, he, is, he is like 15 feet right, and, and Justin Jefferson is on the complete left side of the field. He, his feet and his, his, running, his, um, um, his route running ability is so good. So good. He's, I mean, naturally, he did have the best college player ever throwing to him, <clears throat> which is, is a big thing. But I'm seeing a lot. I'm seeing him going a little bit later. Honestly, the Vikings, if they if the Vikings can grab him to replace Stephon Diggs, him and Adam Thielen, yeah. naturally it, it might even be Justin Stefferson because Adam Thielen's looking He ran a four he ran a four point four three forty. Justin Jefferson. That's for a wide receiver That's that fast. is that is solid. Pretty that good. Is solid. Pretty and, good he's a, wide receiver. and he's a tall guy. I mean six one, two oh two, he goes up, he can get the ball. Yeah. I just hope that Joe Burrow didn't make him who he is. That's all my hope is. Oh my God! Please don't say that. That that's the only thing is like please I think has, I, I think he has a ton of talent, but like maybe Joe Burrow is just that good. You know what I, I mean? I don't know. We could. I mean, we definitely we definitely could see that, but I just I still think he's going to be a solid. Like I think this guy has the potential to be top ten wide receiver, like fantasy wise and in the NFL period within yeah. time. But again, like you like you said, Joe Burrow making him look as good. But then again, he throws it up. He's got to catch it. He's still got to catch it. So, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if he slipped out of the top twenty. 
But I think this guy, he has like, we're talking like if you're playing Madden and like they show like you're the star athlete, like this is like a studded star. This, this is definitely one of those, one of those guys. <clears throat> yeah, I, I agree. And, but there are, the thing about this wide receiver class is, is that there's so many good ones that like maybe we see something that some of these other teams say, you know what? No, we think this player fits our, fits our scheme so much better. And they are such a great talent. I mean, you go through the list and we'll go through them now. I mean, you're talking J- uh, Jalen Rieger uh, from TCU, Michael Pittman from USC, KJ Hamler, who I don't love personally from Penn State, um, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State. From Arizona Denzel, State. Denzel Mims Denzel from, Mims from Baylor. Lavish yeah. uh, Gustino um, from um, Colorado. So it's, you're talking about a lot of guys who are not only, you know, six foot two, 220, 220 pounds uh, in Chino from uh, Colorado. You have Hamler, who's a speed guy. Um, and what's his name? Um, what the, oh God, I'm on. Where is he? Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, who I've read so many things where they say Brandon Ayuk fits like a Green Bay type of. Uh, I'm seeing Baltimore even. I think like he fits a perfect Green Bay scheme. And so it's like, well, what do we see something that some of these other, you know, minds out there don't? So I get it. Um, I'm, I'm only one person. I'm a member of the fantasy fam where these, you know, scouts and these GMs are not going to, you know, care what I have to say. But based on the tape we've watched, it's kind of, or based on the games we've watched, it's, we do our best <laughs> to kind of see where they should land. Exactly. Um, it's, but this, this class is so friggin' deep. Exactly. And that's why if you don't, naturally, I think that the top four, top five, like the CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, I mean. Those are easier. These guys are definitely, they're, they're, they're the A. And then I'm, I'm like, like the next guys that you just mentioned, like a Denzel Mims, you know, Brandon Ayuk, um, who else? They're the guy from Colorado. Yeah. Uh, whatever his Chanel. name is. They're probably B plus, A minus, you know, like they're, they're right there, but there's got to be there's those little things that, you know, and obviously they do this for every single player. I mean, it yep. sounds like, like, oh, yeah, well, anybody can do that. Like, look, just watch game tape. But like, like you said, there's certain things, you know, that, that you want or that you're going to need for your team. So like, why, why, like, why get Henry Ruggs if he's only a, a speedster guy, if, if you need a big, you know what I mean? So it's like, so right. there's going to be a lot of wide receivers in the first round, and there's probably going to be a bunch of wide receivers taken in the second round. Second yeah. round is where I think You're going a to bunch of them yeah. are going to make their names in the NFL when they when they make it. Like you I'm actually really interested to see Jalen Rager actually play. Jalen Rager and Denzel I saw him play. T- I was at the TCU Texas game where TCU yeah. set UT this past season. Dude's yeah, ele- he's electric. He's a good, especially, he's a solid player. Especially the like the teams who say, you know what, we need our offensive tackle in the first round. We need our defensive you know, our, our outside linebacker, our defensive line, our cornerback in the first round. And that's fine. We have plenty of talent at the wide receiver position in the second round. We're going to take them in the first, and we're going to take our wide receiver in the second. There's, you know, plenty of names. Michael Pittman from USC, where they think, like, you know what, Denzel Mims, I can take him in the second round. I'm going to get my defensive star in the first, and I'll take Denzel Mims with the hope that he becomes a wide receiver, too, for us. You know what I mean? So that's where I think the wide receiver class kind of goes. But because it's so deep and there's so many players – and there's teams that are always obviously in need of wide receivers, um, you know, wide receiver twos, wide receiver threes. I think literally the possibilities are endless. I think there's going to be more trades for like running backs and quarterbacks than there will be for the wide receivers. Cause like you said, like why, why trade up to get this guy? Right. And I could literally wait in my position. And honestly, I'm going to get a guy very similar to him 
Yeah, so like the three three later picks. You'd have to think that you'd have to trade up to number eight to take Jerry Judy. And I like very much Jerry Judy and CeeDee Lamb. But to trade up to eight if you're Miami, oh, not Miami, if you're um, either Minnesota or like a um, Denver or San Francisco to trade up to, to eight or nine to get him means you think he is the next A.J. Green. What, the guy who's going to get hurt every season? I mean, talent-wise. <laughs> you look at the next Julio. The next Julio, which is exactly fine. what my fine. Fine. Which is exactly what Atlanta did. They traded up. They went up from like twenty-five. Oh to my! Six. I mean, it was worth every penny. Yeah, but like AJ Green. If you like, I, I mentioned AJ Green because AJ Green was. I think he drafted fourth overall the year he came out, and his first five seasons. I mean, he was phenomenal. Oh, he was unreal. I mean, you're looking at eighty-five receptions, ninety, eighty-five to ninety-five receptions, thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns. 10 touchdowns every year. I mean, so that's what, if you're doing that, you're thinking, you know what? He is the next AJ Green. Next exactly. Williams, exactly. The next Mike Evans, which maybe, but maybe not. <laughs> so, but then, then you just stay at that pick and take someone yeah. like Justin Jefferson, yeah. who is easily could be better than all of these guys. Right. Yeah. So okay, that's Marquise Colston is my perfect example. Marquise Colston, seven nine. That I love bringing up because he was literally the last pick in the NFL draft out of Hofstra, yep. and he broke every single Saints record. And well, you can thank Drew Brees for that, but but I mean, naturally, <laughs> you're playing with one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. But still, yeah. So again, you really never know, but that's obviously why you break these guys down. It gives you something to do. Yeah. But so. I, I I'm so excited to see where most of these wide receivers go because then it's like, crap! I just drafted this dude in my dynasty league. Yeah. Yet now he's like fourth on the depth chart, even though he's a first round. <laughs> yeah, it's all about it's all about where they land too. If you if you're somebody like you know Green Bay, and all of a sudden they they you know they use their first round pick and they take Jalen Rieger, well, he Jalen Rieger, in, sign me up. I'm he slides up. into the wide receiver too. You know what I mean? Like automatically off the bat, he slides into the wide receiver too. But if you know, exactly. if Baltimore takes him, uh, you're like, is he going to be used enough? <laughs> is he going to be utilized? Is he going to take targets away from Mark Andrews? What's Marquise Brown scenario? So it's, it's, it really does depend on where they go. I it mean, really, exactly. <laughs> and cause you look at the quarterback too, like you're like, you're not going to want Sam Darnold thrown to, you know, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Sam Darnold oh, yes. is making progress. Quarterback is definitely a huge thing. I mean, Miami, Miami's going to be the most interesting one though. I think um, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with all of their hundred picks and who they're going to take a quarterback. Yeah. It's magic to stick around to teach, you know, this, this quarterback, this guy, honestly, if I'm someone and I'm a quarterback and I get drafted by Miami, I'm actually excited because I want to learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think, I think Fitzpatrick, <laughs> I mean, I granted they did sign a lot of players in the offseason defensive wise. And they're going to, they have a lot of first round picks and a lot of second round picks and they can use them all. But what's stopping them from saying we start Ryan Fitzpatrick the first year, especially if they take Tua, let's give him a year to rehab an extra year to rehab and let's start Ryan Fitzpatrick. And you're not playing for anything, literally. Or, or you might be. If you, if you have enough, you have a division where Buffalo is definitely going to take charge, but division that has a lot of question marks. You know, Buffalo, everybody sinks. Yeah, I mean, so Miami might jump in there and say, hey, we actually have the capabilities with a veteran quarterback, a rookie right, quarterback sitting behind now, him. Yeah. We, added up on, we loaded up on defense. We got our offensive tackle and our running back. You know, why not? You so, got Jordan Howard. Uh, I think Jordan – I do think Jordan Howard is their starting uh, this year. Oh, God. So, anyway. I mean, they literally have no one else. Jordan Howard's like 25 years old, too, I think. Right? Yeah, which is the sad thing, too. 25 years old. Oh, God. So, anyway, uh, tight end position, kind of irrelevant. Um, we're not going to see any tight ends come off the board in day one. 
Day two, you're going to see two, we could probably see a couple. Day two, you know, Cole Komet coming off the board uh, at Notre Dame. Where he ends up, we don't know. But I don't think any of them are going to be like – but we said the same – I mean, Mark Andrews turned out to be a top-tier tight end coming out of his, in the second, many, third round. How many years later, though? Uh, Mark Andrews, what, two? Two years it took? Yeah. Well, two years. I mean, yeah. But, again, and tight ends, rookie years, don't no. do anything except you Rob Gronkowski or Evan Ingram. Yeah. That's no, it. you could – you can you can tell you can tell if a tight end is going to be successful after their third season. Um, so anyway, literally. So that's the best. That's the best of the tight end bunch. I really don't want to get into any other ones. It's really not relevant to me. Um, favorite prospects. I'll go through mine. Some of my favorite prospects coming out this year. Besides, you know, obviously Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. Oh yeah. Um, his swag, his his love for the game, his talent um, is just unmatched. So he is everything Johnny Manziel tried to be uh, and more. Um, Zach Moss, as previously discussed, Jerry Judy, and then Clyde Edwards Hilaire, all of my favorite prospects. I hope they end up in great scenarios, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. Um, so, so some, I mean, I absolutely, Isaiah Simmons, I, wherever yeah. this guy is going to go and he is that. So like last year, the same thing, it was like with the Jags, like Josh Allen fell to them at seven, right? Was it seven or eight? And they didn't, I don't uh, think yeah. they, I don't think they needed him or even wanted to draft him, but you well, couldn't pass him yeah. up. Now they needed him, but <laughs> I mean, but but I'm just saying though, like yeah. holy crap. So it's Isaiah there. Simmons is one guy that I am I cannot wait to I mean the guy ran he ran like a four four, four three forty. He's he's a box at linebacker. So if wow, imagine the Chargers get him. Oh my god. You gotta get past Bosa, then you gotta get past Isaiah Simmons, then you gotta get past Derwin James. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, another guy that I'm actually really interested to see where he goes. Uh, where is he? And they were talking about him last year as like one of the top guys. If he actually would have came out, was um, AJ Apanisa yeah. from Iowa. I think that this dude's going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a late first round. Wouldn't be surprised if he slipped into the second. Um, I'm seeing the Patriots potentially going for him later in the first. Depends what they need, obviously. Exactly. I mean, yeah. but. I think I'm actually excited to see this guy come out of the Big Ten. I think that the Big Ten, you know, they they breed some running backs, linemen, defensive guys. So I'm I'm very intrigued actually to see this guy. And he's a big dude. 6'5, yeah. 275. So another another really I mean, and I think we're gonna talk about, you know, what so another guy I'll bring up, but I'm I'll wait because I want the Cowboys to draft him. Who do you want the Jets to take? Okay. Well, like not necessarily who, let's say the first round, because after that then it's kind of yeah. like, well, the Jets have Never, the, like, the Jets have a first. They have the first round pick, second round pick, two third round picks. So they they have the capabilities of building slowly. They need some pieces on defense, including cornerback uh, and pass rusher. Um, so that you know, fine. But I am hoping that the Jets are smart and they trade back in the first round. Um, I want Ceedee Lamb and I want Jerry Judy, but um, I think the Jets need more players than they need specific talent if you're the new orleans saints if you're the green bay packers if you're the baltimore ravens you can package your picks and move up for a specific player that you want because you have a great team around you the jets have holes to fill so they, they don't have those capabilities right exactly so if you're the jets i think you trade back from 11 you, you trade back into that 14 15 16 range even it, further uh that's well, depending, I depending depending on who is because going i'm hoping to be offering i'm hoping an offensive tackle falls out of the top four whether it's Mackay Becton because of his drug-related offenses that potentially came up during oh, the combine. Um, I'm hoping he has that Laramie Tunsil kind of fall and the Jets can take him at, if, they, if they trade back. 
Um, but if the Jets stay at 11, it's got to be it's got to be either Andrew Thomas, Jedrick Willis, or Tristan Wirfs. It has to be. Um, I wanted I want a perennial wide receiver more than I want to breathe on the Jets. I want a Keyshawn Johnson. However, um, the Jets need to protect Darnold more than anything. Offensive line would be. I mean, it's they are one of the worst pick. offensive lines ever. Um, but if you can get Andrew Thomas and plug him in oh. potentially at right tackle, um, maybe at left tackle if George Fant is doesn't work out. Either one. You do it. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's going to be your offensive tackle for the receiver, you know, next five to ten years. Um, then I, I, I think they need to do that. I prefer they trade back. They accumulate picks so they can go after a wide receiver in the second and third rounds. Um, but – um, I would really like to see them take an offensive tackle. Because that would be a pretty good, you know, strategy, like you said. I mean, with, with what we just said about the wide receivers and how deep they are, that wh- why not trade a couple picks well, back? And if you could still get – because they're, they're, they're going to get a good <laughs> offensive lineman even if they trade back a couple spots. The Jets are stupid. The Jets will – Yes, mean, they are. They are I'm known not, to draft horribly. I know Adam Gase is an offensive <laughs> line and he runs the show kind of thing, but Joe Douglas should be in charge, and the Jets are notorious for drafting – interior defensive lineman. So I would not be surprised if Derek Brown fell. And look, Derek Brown is a great talent out of Auburn. But I don't want him. <laughs> like, I just don't. I'm sick of taking interior defensive linemen. We took Quinton Williams last year. and they, he need to, the year. they need to stop taking defensive guys. <laughs> I mean, I could see them taking a quarterback, which I don't think is a bad idea. C.J. Henderson is not a top 10 pick. Top 11 no, pick. no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. So I mean, I am, again, you could trade back and then maybe get him. Take him and, then and, take and get a pick. Yeah, exactly. I'm also hoping I'm also hoping they can trade their second round pick for Yannick Ngakwe um, because what I would kill to have Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, the Jaguars, he doesn't want to be a Jaguar. They don't want him. I'll take a second round pick for Ngakwe. I'll take a second round pick for Trent Williams. This guy's a stud. Yeah, I'll take either one of the two on my team if the Jets want to trade their second or third round pick for them absolutely every single time. For my Cowboys, oh boy. This is I'm, – I'm happy to have a first-round pick this year, so that's, that's exciting. <laughs> that's, a, that's a first, you know, in a couple of years. And you signed the guy – you signed the guy who you traded it for too, which is great. Well, and that's – I mean, I think that was smart. I think it was yeah. very smart to re-sign Amari Cooper. Trading the, a time, the time for them to win is right now. Yeah. I mean, they made all those non-sexy picks back in the day. Travis Frederick. I mean, well, he's retired. We wish you all the well, my man. Hate to see you go. Tyron Smith, Zach Martin. I mean, look at those guys. They're all pros. They're literally all pros. Like they yeah. are like the best at their position. They're so freaking good. Give me, give me all those offensive linemen. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm looking at this mock actually, and this is exactly how I would do their first two picks. And I've been saying I want this guy, <laughs> Xavier McKinney. Out of mm-hmm. Alabama, I Cowboys need that person. Not on the <laughs> defense; they need that guy in the secondary. They need their Darren Woodson back. Yeah, they need the, Roy Williams. I absolutely loved Roy. We're talking the safety Roy Williams, not the not the wide receiver or the other wide receiver. The bust. The, or the, oh, the other. Oh, the other. Or the other guy. Team. Yeah, I don't know. There was like five Roy Williams. The Detroit but wide receiver. Roy Williams was probably the best safety that can't defend the pass ever. Yeah. <laughs> the box safety. He was a glorified linebacker in yes. the secondary. The guy, I mean, he was the reason. He's the reason for the horse collar because he broke yeah. T.O.'s ankle in that one game. La- when he, I mean, when he ripped him down. Jamal Adams, Landon Collins. You're talking about bo- box safeties who cover the tight ends as much as necessary. They rush the passer. But, but honestly, I'd rather have Jamal Adams than, than Roy than Roy Williams. I mean, I'm, 
I'm Wayne, not going to have him for much longer, but yeah. But Xavier McKinney, this guy is a stud. Ball hawk, give me that safety. Yes, they need a cornerback, but I think that Xavier McKinney, first round talent, best safety off the board. I really, I wanted Grant Delpit, but the more I'm reading on Delpit, it's, I don't know. I feel like the work ethic, it just, I watched him actually in some games and he just looked like he just, <laughs> someplace he was taken off. Yeah. You know? And, and I, I understand, you know, you get tired, you got to like relax a little bit, but like, it looked like he was literally taking plays off. Like if the ball wasn't going to him, if he was a wide receiver, he's standing there. He's not running downfield to like create a diversion. Right. So Xavier McKinney, I'm seeing another of Javon Kinlaw. Oh, the dip, the, the, the guy from the guy from the, Carolina. the Gamecocks. This guy yeah. is a 6'5", 324 as a defensive lineman. Holy Kenny, crap. He reminds me of Kenny Clark from, uh, from Green Bay. Oh, that's what he reminds me of. Yeah. Kenny Clark. Yeah. So another, he could be another potential guy. I mean, are you kidding? Cowboys signed Don Terry Poe, Gerald McCoy. What? what? Yeah. <laughs> what? So, Welcome to 2012. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, they actually made some pretty decent uh, defensive signings, actually, the Cowboys. Like, very <coughs> So, And I, I like it. You know, the, the Alden Smith, we're not even going to – Nope. Seven years ago, it would have been amazing. But then their next pick in the second round, where tight ends are going to fall, give me Cole Kmet. That's, hey, that's, that's the one mock that I'm actually seeing. And Cowboys could have had Dallas Goddard. They could have. They should have. Eagles took him right before him. Uh, but honestly, if they don't get Komet, you know what? I mean, there's there's some other tight ends that they could pop, like Harrison Harrison Bryant out of FAU. Mm-hmm. See him potentially for the second round. Uh, who's this other guy that I was also looking at? Bryce Bryson Hopkins mm-hmm. out of Purdue. Purdue, you know, Big Ten. Um, but Notre Dame, I mean, they just breed tight ends. I, I guess it's just, hey, you're a good tight end out of high school. Okay, come to Notre Dame. Yeah, if you go to Iowa, if you <laughs> either go to Iowa or Notre Dame. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. So that's, but I think I think the Cowboys they need to address. I think they need to get definitely a safety. Um, you don't really need defensive linemen. You maybe maybe a linebacker later on, but if I mean if Sean Lee comes back healthy, Jalen Smith, the guy's an absolute stud, and then you know Thad Castle is an absolute <laughs> animal. Uh, but you need a tight end for the future unless Blake Jarwin could be that guy. He's still young. You really don't know. You know, the guy, had a, he's never had a full season as a number one tight end. Um, but I think he also drafted an offensive lineman later on, too, to, you know, to help that depth that they, yeah. uh, that they have. So. They lost. But Xavier yeah. McKinney would be my pick. Holy crap. Yeah. I love, great, I, great signing for them. Oh, my God. The Jets and Cowboys have been trying. It seems like they've, they've considered trading for Jamal Adams, but they would have to give up the farm for Jamal Adams. Honestly. You'd have to give up two first-round picks and probably a player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, if I saw Jamal Adams playing in Arlington, I'm not gonna. I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> <laughs> I would not be upset with it at all. Yeah, Generous, generational talent. I mean, the guy is. I think he's rated. He's rated the best safety. <laughs> he's like pro. Safety. I think he, he wasn't he pro safety. grades like best safety or something like that. He is, and the Jets have just all, all they've done is disrespect him and show him that they don't care about. Him. So it's yeah. been fun. Anyway, uh, so some predictive landing spots for top prospects. I have a list of them. I'm kind of just, it's a shot in the dark um, because it's obvious that we don't know. Um, so I think Tua landing in Miami. Um, Justin Herbert landing with the Chargers. Yeah. Um, I think, I think Jalen Hurts ends up with the Steelers. Ooh. Um, yeah. Jordan Love with the Patriots. 
Uh, so that's the quarterbacks for me. The rest of them I'm not going to try because it's just not worth it. I would say um, Jacob Eason. I'm saying Jacob Eason to the Patriots. Eason, Patriots, yeah. yeah. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I uh, have him go to the Buccaneers. I think that's a nice fit for him. Ooh. Jerry Judy, I think the Broncos either trade up or something, you know, something happens with wide receivers and he falls down to the Broncos. So I think Jerry Judy goes to the Broncos. Pair, pair with Cortland Sutton. Uh, C.D. Lamb to the Raiders. See, none of these going to the Jets because I'm hoping to God they take offensive line. Um, uh, who else? Justin Jefferson I have going to the Vikings. I think because they, the, they have those two first-round picks, you basically swap Stephon Diggs for Justin Jefferson. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Not that I think that's a great, you know, whatever. But anyway, I think Stephon Diggs is a top, you know, 12 wide receiver. Uh, DeAndre Swift going to the Dolphins in round two. Uh, I think I think the Steelers go offense again, and I think the, they take uh, Jonathan Taylor as their running back. Ooh, really? Yeah, I do. All right. Uh, you have a really, really, really good defense there in Pittsburgh. Why not boost up the offense now? I like James Conner, but also injury history behind him. You'd have invested a ton of capital in him. You might as well take a running back. Last year, I mean, you can't really look at last year. Yeah. You know, it was just no. a gross year all around for – And then my favorite pairing is Zach Moss to the – Chargers. Um, him and Austin Eckler, I think, would be a wonderful one-two punch. Um, you don't think you don't think they would go for like a big boy, like a like a Jonathan Taylor? You know, they could. I, I just think I think Moss or Clyde Edwards-Helaire in in uh, in Los Angeles would be a nice pairing. I know that you know it'd be like, well, we have a smaller guy who's a pass catcher in in Austin Eckler. I, I don't see it that way. I see it as a you know a good running back and a good pass catching running back in Austin Eckler. So. Those are my picks. I like it. I like so, it. Some shots in the dark. Um, unexpected, but, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. I mean, we really I love – that's the best part. This draft is definitely one of those where I'm – oh, my God, Joe Burrow got taken first. Okay. <laughs> now I what? Mean, Redskins – I mean, Redskins could get crazy, and then if somebody offers them, like, the, the house for the second pick – you know what? Screw it. Let's trade. <laughs> if they do that and then imagine – Detroit taking Chase Young. Wow. And pairing him with Trey Flowers. And my God. <laughs> wow. So we shall see. Uh, it's, it's what, three? It's four days from now. Um, yeah. I'm very excited because there's nothing else to be excited about in this world um, at the present moment. So why not be excited about the NFL draft and what we have in store for us uh, come this Thursday? So I'll be watching intently. We could be, if you want to live stream it, maybe we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a little bit of a, of a live stream on Twitter. Maybe we'll do a little bit of a discussion. I'm hopping on actually oh, with, yeah. So I think you are, you are too. Oh, right. For the later part of the yeah, season. Yeah. So we'll be on um, with my boy Geoff <laughs> Lambert um, for picks 23 to 27, I believe, or 22 to 27. So we'll be on discussing those picks uh, for his live stream, which we'll, we'll definitely tweet it out, you know, let yep. everyone know. Uh, so you can hop on, interact with us and whatnot. Uh, we'll be with a couple other podcasts. So it'll be a good time. You know, the drinks will be flowing. Oh, yeah. Talking NFL draft. So And the best part about – I love the NFL draft and I love that. I love, you know, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. But the next is the Sunday or Monday after where you get to say, okay, we know where they went. Now how do we, how do we project them? How do we know what's going to go on? With exactly. The backfields and the wide receiver core, right? quarterback and whatever. Um, so it's, it's, it's a fun – that's the fun part. And be prepared to get offered so many trades in your yeah. dynasty leagues. And if you haven't traded them yet, Holy get crap. on there now and start trading because uh, once the draft comes, that's when everything is cemented. So if you want to kind of get ahead of something um, and, you know, a certain player who might get screwed or 
you know, might end up in a great scenario. Now is the time to trade. So we are the Fantasy Fam. You can find us uh, on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam. We are on most podcast podcast platforms, including Apple, uh, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. This is the Fantasy Fam signing. <laughs>